ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, IronOverload.ir Hardcore number 40 coming your way. Today's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about danger. Is home brewing really worth it? So we're going to talk about this topic. And this is a topic that is very, very important to talk about because it's a legal issue. It's a quality issue. It's about what's going into your body. So, you know, let's start out with the um, legality issue. So, in, in the U.S., you know, we all know uh, anabolic steroids, they're not legal unless you have a prescription for it. So it's just like any type of prescription medication. You can't just acquire it. Um, you, you know, obviously you need a script from a doctor. But in this case, you know, brewing, you know, getting caught, you know, getting pulled over with a couple of vials of testosterone is one thing. Yeah. But getting caught with 100 vials of testosterone or getting caught in your house brewing having an operation where you're brewing all this crap that's a whole nother story so in terms of legality so you can end up getting many many years in prison if there is if they go into your place and they catch you having an operation where you're brewing gear even if you're just brewing gear for you and your buddies you can still get hit with many many years in prison but getting caught with a couple of vials of testosterone, unless you live in one of these states, in the like in the deep south or something, where they're just itching to throw people in jail, <laughs> right? They're not going to do sh- like if you get caught in California with a couple of vials of testosterone, the cops probably just going to laugh and and be like, "All right, I'm out of here." But if you get caught like in Texas or you know Alabama or something like that or Tennessee, they're probably going to slap you hard for a couple of vials of gear. So I'm not saying drive around with, with, with vials of gear, but I'm saying if you're in Texas and they go into your trailer or your house and they find that you have an operation where you're brewing gear, they're going to charge you with a felony. So it's really, really serious. So that is the no- number one reason why homebrewing is a bad idea. So mobster, why don't you talk about it on your side of the pond, how the laws are. I think it's kind of the same, Steve. I mean, it's, as we, as you know, because we've discussed it on the forum previously in other podcasts, my possessing steroids for personal use is is kind of legal. It's, it's one of those gray areas, and it's not really specifically defined in those terms, but it's kind of legal. I can actually go abroad uh, to a country where I can buy steroids over the counter, and I can bring them back. And if I had a load, and I mean a lot, guys, uh, providing I paid a VAT on them and declared them at customs, I can bring them into the country. But again, it should be for my use. And it's hard to argue when you've got a suitcase full versus, say, a little carry-on bag, uh, guys, in terms of illegality. But here's the same thing. The same thing as in the US. And in, I would argue, bearing in mind, guys, this is not to be construed as legal advice. It's an opinion that we're giving on this, for, on this podcast. But for the most part, pretty much every country in the world would argue the same. Manufacturing, sale, and distribution of steroids is the place that will get you time in jail. It will get you fined. It will get you punished in some way. Even if the least that they do is take your steroids off you, there will be issues. 
the use of steroids in your own home for you, even in the States, as Steve said, and again, specific legalities, different places, literally sometimes from one officer to the next. I don't think Ronnie, back in the day, Steve, would have given us too much of a hard time if he can't pulled our car over and found a, a vial of trend in the car. You'd probably say how much you're using and where'd you get it from? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing, guys. I'm all joking aside. I'm sell the manufacturing and distribution is the issue. Now, right here, and if it's just for you, never mind for your buddies, and I'll get onto that briefly in a second, even if it's just for you, you are still manufacturing, even if you're only manufacturing for yourself. So the legality is an issue. Now, as Steve says, and this would make sense if I decided today that I was going to do it, Steve, in order for me to bring in the powders, I don't really want to bring in the powders for free vials, for a cycle. I want to bring in enough uh, just to make it financially worth it, say, for 10 or 15 or 100. Now, 10 might be enough for two or three cycles, and I could put some in my drawer and, and use it at another time. That might be the case. But if I want to bring in enough to make it financially worth it again, I might want to need I might need to bring in enough to make a hundred vials. Now I don't want 90 vials sitting around the house doing nothing, 10 vials for a cycle. So then I might say, do any of my buddies want it? And then we're getting into distribution. So that's an issue right there, guys. So the the, the legality is it's not really that much of a gray area. Manufacturing and distribution, especially, especially if you take some money from your buddies even if it's just for the cost of the roars and the vials and the carrier oil or, or whatever you are still selling manufacturing and distributing and now you've got problems so the legality of home brewing is a problem in and of itself so that's issue number one issue number two which steve and i can discuss now is hygiene i can show you can go on youtube and i can think of two examples i've personally seen both these videos Hygiene was one where the guy was uh, homebrewing in his kitchen. And there was polythene sheets on the doors, on the surfaces, everything except the sink itself. And he was literally brewing products, Steve, either on the stove or in his kitchen sink. Now, guys, I'm going to inject an injectable into my body. And there's some argument with regards to their immune system. But ultimately, guys, if you're brewing in a less than lab-like environment, the risk for you just from your own hygiene is kind of high. And I'll give you another example, Steve. Um, Dave Crossland, uh, uh, the UG Freak, did a great video. He did two documentary-type videos. Uh, you can buy these in DVDs, guys, and one specifically, and I've talked about this scene before, is he goes to see a UGL. He goes to an underground lab up north, somewhere near Merseyside. And the guys are wearing balaclavas and they're in a garage, a single car garage, Steve, with a coffee table, two chairs, and on the coffee table is a beaker with oil and they pour the powder into the oil. They stir it with a glass uh, stirrer and then they zap it in the microwave. And he said, this might be a slight oversimplification for what we do, but that's kind of it. And the product that they'd zapped in the microwave sleeve amounted to 250 milligrams a mil. And that was kind of it, Steve. I don't know that the beaker was hygienic. I have no idea if the microwaves have been cleaned and they're doing it in a lockup garage. 
and that was and Dave sits there kind of almost shocked saying I knew it was a fairly simple process but I didn't know it was that simple I'm thinking guys you know they're not going to pour it away Steve you know they're going to bottle that stuff up you know it's going to be sold and you've just literally seen them make it on the video and someone somewhere who might not have seen your video is going to buy that product to me that's like oh my god when we talk about approved sources some of our approved sources do product in-house and they have photographs of the process the laboratory equipment the building where the laboratory equipment is kept and all, all that kind of stuff that to me the difference in hygiene the possibility of contamination is incredibly high i've used home-brewed product back in the states tasty and the person that made it for me it was again it was funny enough just anavar which we talked about previously was triple filtered and then was the the, the capsule was packed out with with pure uh a pharmaceutical standard of creatine, just to bulk out the capsule that I was using. But he'd literally triple filtered this. He was he was telling me how he was manufactured. And again, homebrew. So I've used homebrew, made for me specifically for a competition. But again, even here, Steve, I would I would probably want to spend five thousand dollars setting up a space specifically for me me to want to brew inside that space. That the, the, it should be like a clean room in a laboratory and guys is home brewing in a clean room in a laboratory no it is not so for that reason alone steve the hygiene issue alone much much higher especially when it comes to injectables orals you can almost get away with steve purely simply because your digestion will break down certain particular things but when you're relying on a sterile needle using a sterile syringe and then arguably potentially injecting something that is not sterile uh, and I want the product to be just about as sterile as it possible to be. The same, we talk about pharmaceutical quality as the turn of phrase, guys, for a particular reason. We want in supplements, never mind steroids, to be pharmaceutical quality. In other words, as close to a pharma giant company with huge great brewing and bottling and capping machines and all the rest of that stuff, where they can be randomly tested by the authorities at any particular time. They have to have traceability. That's just... Steve, they have that for baked beans in this country. I want that for my steroids. Home brewing, no, no. So what do you think about the steroid issue, Steve? Quality, you know, that goes in with quality. Um, you know, look, we all think we can do everything great. You know, there's three ways of doing things, the right way, the wrong way, and the things that you do it, right? We all have that mentality. That's why we use anabolic steroids. But at the end of the day, you got to remember when it comes to this, are you going to be better at making this than a actual lab technician or a doctor or someone who has education in this field and who has experience in this field? Are you going to be able to put it in a facility which is as clean and as properly hygienic as, you know, as what they're going to do in an actual lab, a medical lab where you have to basically everything has to be wiped clean and it's got to be completely perfect you know, to, and it's inspected to make sure it's perfect. And there's, you know, regulations to make sure that it's perfect. And if anything is off, then they're going to, you know, change, change. You're going to have to change it and you're going to have to fix that. So are you going to be able to do that in your, in your bathroom at home or in your basement? I mean, come on, let's be realistic. So quality is going to be important. Even if you've got legitimate raws, okay. 
even if you get your hands on legitimate Ross, even if you're confident in your Ross, is it going to come out the same? Is it going to be, you know, come on, we got to be realistic here. And the truth is, it's not. Uh, you're never going to be able to make it as good as these professionals. Um, you know, when it comes to things in life, sometimes you have to hire. I'll give you an example, cleaning. Let's say, you know, my situation, if I, if I move somewhere, and my old house that I moved out of, am I going to clean it or am I going to hire some maids to come clean it, some professionals to come clean it? Because no matter how hard I try, I'm never going to quite get it as good as those professionals are going to do when they come. And it's the same thing with this. So quality. Do you want to make testosterone at home and brew it and have it come out to be only 70 or 80 percent or even 90 percent? Or do you want it to be 97, 98, 99 percent? Like, that's the question. How do you want to do this? How do you, how, what do you want to put in your body? That's the question. And that's why quality is very, very important in this situation. And even if you do everything right, and even if you're better than the doctors, you know more than the doctors, right? You know more than the, the technicians. How do you know the quality that you're getting is right? How do you know that those raws are right? Even if your buddy brewed that same company, that same source, that same brand raw, how do you know that they're going to send you the same quality raw as they did him? How do you know they're not going to send you, even if you did it before and it was right, second time? How do you know they're not going to selective scam you? Oh, I've used this customer before. You know what? I'm just going to send them underdose stuff this time. He won't know the difference. I'm going to send them Dianabol. I'm going to yeah. send them Tyranabol instead of sending him Anavar because it's way cheaper. Sourcing Anavar is way expensive. He's not going to know the difference. How do you know that's not going to happen to you? So why don't you touch on that, mobster? Yeah. I'll give you an example of just exactly what Steve said. I've seen uh, a certain very, very well-known uh, supplier of products from China, a very, very big company now, right up there with Amazon in terms of the, the volumes and the sales and the numbers that they do. And every single photograph is identical, Steve, because it's typically a white powder, like Steve said. So kind of like they could use the same photograph. And if they're doing it with photographs, they're probably doing the same thing with the product. And again, I mean, let me let me touch on the cost effectiveness. Sometimes, and I looked on the threads because we obviously do show research for these podcasts. And the one place that I could say in the world that was kind of having problems importing decent product from a great lab, proof source or wherever else was the Australia or New Zealand, Steve. And so the argument then became if it would be if I can get the powder into the country, which in and of itself is difficult with Australian customs, then it might be worth for that place in the world them importing from china from thailand from korea from wherever uh, a certain amount of raw powder uh, and again i would then I, I still want to test the powder like steve says because who knows what i'm getting am i getting some inert substance with some effective steroid or my or or am i getting 100 pure uh, a great example again steve is this only kind of works when we're talking about these kind of things when you're only manufacturing for yourself, homebrewed for yourself, one single steroid. And again, guys, for injectables, how many of you are only going to use one injectable on a cycle? You're probably going to use two, possibly three. So now you've got to import three lots of powder. So there's that. I mean, but let me do the cost effective. I can understand in a country like Australia or New Zealand, it's really, really difficult to get products through customs that you might maybe there see it as a cost-effective thing. But for the rest of us, it's not. And I'll give you an example, Steve. We have approved sources. We recommend approved sources 
And then here's the thing, guys. Our approved sources have sales. So even if you moan and bitch and say, I don't want to pay the fee, the cost, both with shipping and, and, and maybe some variation in Bitcoin that company A is offering right now. Company A has weekend sales. Company A has Easter and Christmas sales. Company A does Thanksgiving sales. And some of those sales are 50% off, Steve. Some of them are, they're offering you X for free, 20% for free, 30% for free. But one of the sales we had literally in the last seven days, is this podcast has been recorded, was 50%. That's half price, guys. Half price. You haven't got to worry about sterility. You haven't got to worry about the product actually being what it is. You haven't got to get it halfway across the world. Company in Europe, for me, or what we call the domestic market in the US, has product in, in, in America ready and waiting to come to your home, and it's half price. It's ready, 50% off. So you go from, oh, you know, say 60, 70, 80 bucks per vial is too expensive to 40 bucks. Now, tell me, guys, if you're not doing the sheer volume of home brewing, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, 100 vials to make it worthwhile for you, never mind the fact you'd have a 90 vial sitting around the house, unless you share them and so on and so forth. Are you creating in-house, in your kitchen, in your garage, in your in-house laboratory, call it whatever, enough to get it down to the price that you could get it for in a cell phone and approved source? I've got to say, Steve, I don't think so. The great and vast majority of every uh, person in the domestic market in America or over here in Europe or other parts of the world, I can't see, guys, that you would you got honestly, this is the order of the level that you'd probably have to import of one single steroid raw powder. It's gonna to have to be around a kilo. One thousand grams. Uh one hundred thousand, is it a thousand thousand milligrams? A billion basically a million milligrams. That I think that's I think my maths is right there, Steve. In order for you to get it down to something close to the cost that you could have got it for in a half price sale from an approved source. It, it, it just, it's just, it's not cost effective guys for the great and vast majority of our listeners, but the great and vast majority of the members on our forums, I can't see the cost effectiveness. Now, truly what I think it is, Steve, sometimes I think it's, that it's kind of almost a trash issue. And, and it's like me making beer. I could brew beer here. I, I could go out and buy a, a, a small barrel and, and all the specific gravity and all the rest of that kind of stuff, that stuff's kind of easy. And my, my, I think my dad did it back in the day. But it's the time so easy to go to the pub or the off-license or your local store that you buy booze from, guys. And honestly, it, 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 it's nice because you made it yourself. And I think that's why some home brewers do it, Steve, uh, versus the actual reality of the quality of beer from a brewery sold in your pub, sold in an off-license, sold in the club, sold in a bar, and the quality is going to be the same every single damn time. If you like that beer from that brewery, it's going to be the same every single damn time. And like I said, just just on that alone, it ultimately, uh, I still have to spend a couple of hundred bucks in order to produce a beer that I can claim is only costing me 50 or 60p or a pound a pint or something like that. But in reality, it's not because I spent all that money at the beginning, Steve. So, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know that I'd want to do buy it, trust the importer not be able to test the powder because that's the cost right there. Bring it into the country, not get arrested, not get charged, make it in-house, hope it's sterile, and then find out that I could have had it for half price 
that beats whatever deal that I worked out for myself, the numbers that I've kind of added up in my mind, and I ended up finding that it costs exactly the same, if not even slightly less, for me to get it. And without having to manufacture 100 vials just to get the cost down to something vaguely sensible, so I just can't see it. I can maybe, maybe, maybe see this is why some UGLs started that particular way because the UGL was trying to brew stuff for themselves, ended up having to make three or 400 vials and ended up selling it and then become a lab. Become so I'm going to ask Steve, Steve, what do you think about this cost-effective thing? Is it really, truly cost-effective for someone to homebrew versus being able to buy from an approved source in it? normally yeah never mind in the south so yeah so things have definitely changed i think back in the day um it was a lot harder to get steroids um you know granted i wasn't around but i when i first started you know getting my hands on them it was a lot more expensive you had to order international the just shipping alone cost a fortune and then you and in sources if it got seized by customs they wouldn't reship so you're really taking a huge loss and and if things didn't go well for you guess what you're out five six hundred dollars off each order or more so things have changed a lot now we have access to so much inexpensive gear uh there's always deals there's discounts the, you know you can buy three vials get a fourth vial free there's 50 percent off weekly deals there's 30 percent off holiday deals all kinds of ways you can come on the forums and you can check out, you can come on Iron Oil Forum and you can check out all the approved sources that have been vetted and they are not expensive. Um, you pay uh, a vial of gear, you know, is not much more than, than getting your car washed. Um, it's less than getting your car detailed for crying out loud. I mean, it's less than your power bill. So, I mean, it's it's become really, really easy to get. And it's just a click of the mouse. You can make the order. You can send cryptocurrency through Bitcoin, which is takes two clicks of the mouse, and boom, you'll have anabolic steroids delivered, you know, to your PO box or to your door. You know, so it's become so much easier, and it's much less risky. Legal, you know, legality much risky. What you're putting into your body, um, you know, these these sources they they're you know they're approved for a reason. They're produced in legitimate facilities and all that stuff. So I think when it comes to cost, you're going to save way more money and save way, way more headache and way more hassle in the long run if you just, you know, come on the forums and you order steroids from our legitimate sources and approved sources that we have on, on ironoverload.io. So come check that out for sure uh, before you even think about doing this. Um, and that and it would... It's, I, I definitely think, Mobster, you will save a fortune over time doing that versus actually trying to brew this stuff on your own. And, you know, let's be honest, um, you know, you're basically having someone else do the work and saving money. You, you can't beat it. It's like having someone come clean your house and they and, and you save money in the process um, and you're saving a hell of a lot of time and you're selling and you're saving getting a felony on your record. So it's a no brainer. Um, to to do it this way just come on the forum and, and look for a source go ahead yeah let me give you a piece of advice here guys and i've said this before and you can actually use this in, in a bunch of other situations never mind when it comes to buying peds right so plan ahead 
It's as simple as that. If a sale is offering 30, 40, 50% off, but you haven't got a cycle upcoming for ages, plan ahead. What, what, you know, I've just come off cycle sleeve. I'm doing a PCT. Um, I'm not going to use, a, I haven't got a competition for 12 weeks. Buy the products now when it's in a sale and, and put that stuff to one side. You've got a pretty good idea of what most of your next cycle is going to be. You can certainly start the first, if, if it's competition cycle, Steve, and me and you've discussed it as I have a podcast, you could tweak that cycle. But you've got a pretty good idea of what you're going to use at the beginning, the first six, seven, eight weeks, Steve. So you could buy those products now, plan ahead. We don't do this enough. In, <laughs> and it's the reason why an awful lot of people, and I don't just mean in BD, Steve, get caught out with certain things. You know, the, the analogy of the supermarkets only having two weeks, and if society broke down, that's it. That's all the food we'd be able to get access to. And if we live on a farm and made it ourselves, grew it ourselves, that's kind of the home brewing situation. So here, this is where you're stockpiling. You can have in a cell, let's say, for example, they're doing a cell on Cipionate, and you're on TRT. <laughs> Stock up now. You don't have to wait till you get towards the end of your current stash. Stock up now. You're on, a, you're on TRT. You can buy enough in a cell to last you the next 12 months. It's the kind of sort of stuff like that. See, I've got stuff here which I might not use right now, but has come to me as parts of deals and whatever else. I keep it cool, dark, dry places, like exactly like species of all pharmaceuticals, and I can make sure that it's in date. I can rotate stuff in and out. So it's the stuff that's there now is the, the stuff that's being used is the shortest date. The stuff that's being stocked, piled to one side is the longest date. Sometimes sources would do sales and it's a short stock dated product. Then, guys, if you've got a cycle coming right up real soon, there's your opportunity to save some bucks, get it down to that kind of homebrew price that you've got in your mind and use it as soon as it arrives. So you've got all those different kind of options. For me, Steve, ultimately, I can't see homebrewing really, really being worth it. For me to do it properly, I would need to spend... I'm going to say, Steve, I've got a huge amount of space here. As you know, I would need to take one of those rooms and I would need to turn it into a little lab. I would need to turn it into a little clean room. And I can't see me doing it even on the cheap for less than a thousand pounds, 13, 1400 bucks. I cannot see it. And that's before I get into the laboratory equipment that I'm going to need, the, the pill makers, the, the, the filters for the oils, uh, the, these, I would want a specific microwave if I was using such a thing just for that and again guys if it's going to be like a lab a, a pharmaceutical lab then i don't use the same machine or the same equipment for each steroid i would then need to replicate that for each steroid that I'm manufacturing in order to do it properly i've been involved back in the day in food manufacturing i know from my experience of the iron game and being around peds where companies have made mistakes literally worldwide uh, issues with tryptophan, Steve, is a cl classic example where the company that was manufacturing the amino acid tryptophan, which was a great amino acid for helping people sleep, is in milk. And the reason why there were issues is because they hadn't cleaned out the manufacturing machine properly. And this was a huge company. What makes most home brewers 100% sure that their level of quality is even close to pharmaceutical and and then you'd have to manufacture it and the volumes. I just can't see it, Steve. There's, like I said earlier on, there's always going to be people that want to make stuff. Like, hell, guys, 
I make homemade ice cream here, but it's on a batch per batch basis, and it's just enough for two or three people to eat the ice cream. I'm not making a thousand gallons at a time. It, and my homemade ice cream will be expensive compared to, say, something I could buy in a supermarket. It's probably a better quality, it's really tasty, but ultimately it's a luxury item. And that's what I think home brewing is for me. It's almost a luxury, Steve. I'd have to be that kind of person and inclined to manufacture it almost as a luxury item just so I can say that I've made it. I can't see that the, the benefits in terms of price. I can't see the benefits in terms of quality. And again, you could argue back in the day, maybe. I've had back in the day product that way. Equally, you and I both know, just, just I think, for example, uh, Iranian, Pakistani, and Amphate was always the golden standard back in the day. And we can get hold of that product now. We could go onto an approved source, look up the brand, get that approved source shipped to me. As always, guys, let us know what you think. Are you homebrewing? What do you think the benefits are? Do you disagree with what Steve and I have got to say? Because we welcome that disagreement, guys. If you think that what you're doing is a better way uh, and you disagree with some of the points we made, please, by all means, come on and tell us so. Hell, we'll, we'll do another podcast if we're wrong. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, guys. So, But my opinion right now is that I think with the approved sources, the I mean, honestly, Steve, what did we have back in the day? Four or five different products, one or two labs that we were recommended to. I can go on one approved source and see 25 labs offering probably something like 200 versions of the different steroids that I used to have access only to four or five different steroids, never mind sources and products and, and different companies and brands and whatever else. So, guys, it's that much easier. And price-wise, I'm not seeing it. Uh, like I said, you live somewhere maybe like Australia or New Zealand when the problems are getting into the country, but I can't see it anywhere else where, where the sheer cost of getting it through customs is so high that the, the idea of homebrewing works for you. So there you go. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. is our view and is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.